She wished she'd bought the new car she was planning for, because this one was very elderly. But she just hadn't got round to it. You felt when you retired you'd have plenty of time to do things. But so far, she'd been non-stop busy, getting the house smartened up, ready to sell. She wasn't sure where she was going to move, but she could put her furniture in storage and stay with her friend Rachel while she searched. She'd retired early, at fifty-seven as she'd always planned. She didn't miss her work. Well, not much. But she still felt herself to be at a loose end and kept wondering if she'd done the right thing. Leon certainly hadn't wanted to let her go. And she missed him, too. They were still good friends. He'd been out of the country on a project but was coming back soon to head the special unit. Then they'd catch up. She went upstairs to pack. She'd been so looking forward to that antiques course. It was well known as a way of helping enthusiastic amateurs to cross into the industry. Of course, all the courses in the world wouldn't give you an eye for a bargain. But she'd done rather well with her buying and selling so far. And she truly believed she had a gift for finding pretty items that people wanted to buy. When Emily arrived at Lizzie's house... Mrs. Potter from next door gave her the instructions from the doctor and whispered, Look, I know it's none of my business, but your sister's upset about the fall, and that son of hers is no help. To listen to him, you'd think she was going to be permanently bedridden and will soon need putting into a care home. What? But Liz loves this cottage. She and Nigel bought it for their retirement just before he died. Try telling her son that. If you ask me, George sees only the money she'd get for it, because the area's becoming so popular. And the house might be small, but it has a bigger-than-average garden, so would be perfect for a development project. It'd be snapped up like that one down the street. Thank you for telling me. Emily saw Mrs Potter out, then went up to her sister's bedroom. Why was Liz in bed? With a sprained ankle, she'd be perfectly all right on the sofa watching TV. Her sister was white and shaken, weeping at the mere sight of her. After a gentle pep talk, Emily persuaded her to come down and sit in the living room. George said I should stay in bed. Well, George was wrong. You seem able to limp around, OK? I was very shaken by the fall. Liz seemed bewildered and dopey. Emily frowned. Are they giving you painkillers? She nodded. George asked the doctor to prescribe some strong ones. Painkillers can make you dopey. Paracetamol might be enough. Shall we try that? But George said, I told you before, that your son is too bossy and you shouldn't give in to him. But Liz always did give in to stronger personalities. Her husband had done all her thinking for her and when he died, George had taken over. After making them both a cup of tea, Emily sat chatting to her sister. How did you come to fall? Her sister shuddered. I tripped over a piece of wood in the garden. I'm usually so careful, but I was watching two birds at the feeder. Blue tits they were. So pretty. I couldn't seem to get up again. Luckily, Mrs Potter next door heard me calling for help and took me to hospital. I spent the night there under observation. How lucky that George was in England and could bring me home. It sounds to me as if your neighbour's done most of the looking after. Emily couldn't keep a sharp note out of her voice. 
and George hasn't stayed with you, has he? But Liz could never see anything wrong in what her son did. He can't let the company down. He's such a good son. Since Nigel died, he's taken care of all the business stuff for me. I can't tell you what a load that is off my mind. Emily changed the subject as soon as she could. She and Liz would never see eye to eye about the way her nephew had taken over his mother's life. And her finances. She suspected he was keeping Liz short of money, too, giving her only enough to live on as long as she was careful. Yet Nigel had told Emily once that his wife would be extremely comfortable if anything happened to him. Oh, well. What was the old saying their mother used to trot out? There are none so blind as those who won't see. A few days later, George went through his mother's mail, which had been forwarded to him.